Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob here. Um, I got a, a opening rant, I suppose, um, that was fueled by our uh, Twitter group that we have going here with between me, you, Jones, and Vinny. Um, and there is no ill will towards Vinny at all in this, but he shared a tweet with our group. Um, and it was some guy named Mike Cadlick who works for EEI, WEI, which is a, a local sports radio station here in Boston. Um, it's not good. <laughs> there's two radio stations in Boston. There's 98.5, the sports hub, and then there's WEI, um, EEI, as it's commonly referred to around here has uh been awful for a really long time and uh the sports hub is like exponentially better like in the ratings um for a while now but i didn't know that this guy mike cadlick worked for ei so anyway he posted a picture of um bleacher report as like uh oh here we go we're gonna project the nfl draft right and the third overall pick, because now that's that's set in stone, right? Because this the regular season's over. Uh, third overall pick, the Patriots select offensive tackle Joe Alt from Notre Dame, right? That's that's what he posts. And this other douchebag, Ken Laird, retweets Mike Cadlick, the original guy, and goes, "The Browns tried this. Joe Thomas went forty-eight and one hundred and twenty-eight in his career without a playoff experience, a playoff appearance. Sorry." So this guy is an absolute moron, Ken Laird. The Browns tried this. Really? Okay. Well, the Browns also tried Baker Mayfield and Tim Couch. And it didn't work out with either of them. Johnny, Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel. While Joe Thomas was there, Joe Thomas was on the team and they drafted Johnny Manziel. Like, the, I said the Raiders tried with Jamarcus Russell. It didn't work. Right? Like, it. You can go on and on down the list if you want to nitpick, right? Because so this this douchebag, Ken Laird, what he's insinuating is that you shouldn't draft a tackle with the third overall pick because Joe Thomas went 48 and 128 in his career with the Cleveland Browns. That's the dumbest shit that I've ever heard. And it's literally, it's cherry picking for an argument. Like I just named three quarterbacks, two of which were actually on the Browns. Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. There's another one. To the, Brandon <laughs> Whedon was also on the team with Joe Thomas. Like, I don't understand. Like, pick uh, Jake Locker, um, EJ Manuel, your guy. <laughs> Go Knowles. <laughs> like, all of these guys were top 10 drafted quarter quarterbacks. Christian Ponder, well, I think Christian Ponder was 12, right? But but Locker and EJ Manuel were in the top 10. Um like I, I don't I don't understand the idiocracy, the the boboism, whatever you want to call it, of people in New England where, oh no, that no, you don't want to draft a tackle. How are you how is your team going to get any better if you draft a tackle? Well, it worked out pretty well for uh, Jake Long, didn't it, in Miami? 
he had a pretty solid career, right? Like there's, how do the Giants feel about Andrew Thomas? Pretty fucking good, right? He's one of the best tackles in the league right now. Like, it's just not a sexy pick, right? It's what it comes down to. It's not sexy. Everyone wants the quarterback. They want Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Me personally, I do prefer Marvin Harrison Jr. If he is available at number three, I think they should draft Marvin Harrison Jr., assuming that quarterbacks go one go one and two. Um, I think he's a, a once-in-a-generation talent at wide receiver, and you don't pass that up, right? Um, I'll do you one better. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some names out there. Yeah. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. Yep. Blake, Blake Bortles, Matt Ryan, Vince Young, Joey Harrington, Achilles Smith. Hmm. Those are the third overall picks at quarterback since 1999. Yeah. The only person out of that group that you would take is Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan is a known loser. Yes. Now that could be the Atlanta could be the Matt Ryan. I don't really know. Right. Right. It's now, just it's not now the third overall pick is not a slam dunk either. So <clears throat> going back like Will Anderson, Derek Stingley, they're too young to really assess. Right. Um they're both on a upstart Texans team, so whatever. Well, I think Will Anderson's going to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, but there's also some Defensive Rookie of the Years that were like quite good, and then just kind of like, yeah, fine, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Haha Clinton Dix might have won it his year or something. Maybe uh, Sean Merriman might have won. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then if you start going back, Jeff Okuda, I don't even know where he's at right now. Like. I don't yeah. know if he's still on the Lions. No, he's not on. I know he's not on the Lions. He's not on the Lions anymore. Okay, so there you have it. So they Jeff Okuda. He might be on the Falcons. That's a corner. Quinnen Williams, Solomon Thomas, Joey Bosa. I would take any of those three guys. They're all defense, but right. whatever. Dante Fowler, um, kind of a one-trick pony. That, so that's like a little bit of a tough one. Yeah. Like, He's desirable, but he's only desirable as like a pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, Dion Jordan, absolute bust. Trent oh, Richardson, absolute bust. Yep. Marcel Darius, Gerald McCoy. I would have taken any of those, either of those guys. Now, yeah. looking back, it's like third overall. I don't know, but right. you can only do what you can with the info you have at the time. Right. Uh, and then it gets a little gross. Tyson Jackson, a whole lot of nothing. Braylon Edwards. No. You know, you mix in some quarter. Oh, Joe Thomas. You, I would take him a thousand times. Right. Uh, back to back was Larry Fitz, Andre Johnson. Skip over a quarterback. And then it's Gerard Warren, Chris Samuels. Couldn't even tell you who they are. Is Chris Samuels a tackle? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what is that? 2003, 2002? That was 2000. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think he was a, I think he was a lineman. Yeah. Yep. Six, I mean, five, three, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So picking quarterback at three is not a slam dunk. No. This and then it also ignores the idea that drafts from year to year are different. Right. This is a tackle heavy first round. Right. Where 
they all have like there's like five or six guys that have first round grades. Right. Like Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix do not have first round grades. No. And I think I'm miss I think I'm missing a guy too. JJ McCarthy. Oh fuck, no way. Fuck that guy. No, I thought yeah. I mean like a legitimate guy that might actually be halfway decent. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like they don't have first round grades. No, but, neither does Bo Nix. But teams panic. It's the Christian Ponder situation. Right. Um and even Kenny Pickett to an extent. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh took him in the first round. It's like, was he really not going to be there at to, in the second? Right. Um, no, I mean, I think it's, listen, it's not, it's not sexy, but I don't want Drake May under any circumstances. No. Fuck that nope. guy. I don't want any quarterback. I don't care because the, it, with the third overall pick, it's a no win situation. Assuming Caleb Williams goes number one overall, there's questions around Caleb Williams, right? Like his character. And again, I'm not a big college football guy. I'm not a football analyst, but in the, the little bit that I've watched, I think he's six one Kyler Murray, right? And now someone might look at that and be like, that's really desirable. Kyler Murray is really good. Well, no, Kyler not. Murray can be good, right? He has flashes where he's good. But like, if you ask me to describe Caleb Williams, I think he's a six foot one Kyler Murray. If you think that's a good, going to be a good quarterback and all timer, go for it. But I don't, I don't, I think he'll be fine, right? Like Kyler Murray is a fine quarterback. He's probably when he's healthy, a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. He might be number 12, but that's still like, he, he's a top tier quarterback in the NFL. That's a fact, right? So if Caleb Williams, is, Hey, the only thing is though, because I don't love Kyler Murray the way some people do. Top 12 is a lot closer to average than it Correct. is to yeah. top five. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I that I agree with that. Um, it's just all, you know, is the glass half full or half empty, right? Oh, it's top 12. Oh, that's three spots away from dead. Well, nip. I would say it's, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, he's what, two steps above fucking Kenny Pickett? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if he's standing on a or ladder. Or Baker Mayfield. He'll be, he'll be two, that... st two steps above on a ladder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think so. This is the thing. Like, I'm no NFL scout. I can't tell you if Caleb Williams is the guy or not. I ju I can't. I don't. I, I can't. Do I don't it. think. I don't think he is. I don't think he's going to be the guy. Mm. He in college, he can't beat good teams. So th this this is very dumb, right? And this is why I'm not an NFL scout. But the way I look at some of these positions, right? In hindsight, it's you have the ability to look at these guys and be like, oh yeah, no, obviously they weren't going to be good, right? Like if you told me that a, now a USC quarterback, USC has the history, but lately they haven't put anybody out. Who's the, the last guy out of USC? Was Sam Darnold. He fucking blows. Yeah, it was Darnold. So it's not like the early John 2000s. Yeah, John David Booty. It's not like the early 2000s when you had like Matt Liner, Carson Palmer, all that, like, you know, Mark Sanchez to a degree, right? Like he was a good college quarterback. Matt um, Barkley. Matt, yeah, Matt Barkley. Um, but like, so yeah, he's so I look at the pedigree, the 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 like the the body, right? Like the body type, and kind of like how they did. So USC, yeah, sure, like whatever. You're it's still Pac-12 football, though. It's not like he's coming out of the Big Ten or the SEC. And he was never able to beat any good teams. So that's a red flag, right? 
Then you look at Drake May. He's oh, coming God. out of this. He's in the, fuck, he's in the he's ACC. UNC. He's an ACC quarterback who plays for the University of North Carolina. I don't give a shit at times. that he's 6'4", 225 in the prototypical size of a quarterback. He looks bad at times. I do not want a quarterback from the ACC because the ACC sucks. It's terrible. It's 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 gross. The ACC is not good. There's Clemson and occasionally there's Florida State, right? And then there's no one else. That's it. The ACC is Clemson and Florida State and everything else is just a fucking trash bag. So do you want the guy from the ACC the or the guy from the Pac-12 that can't play right or that can't beat um like he can't play, but he can't beat good teams? Like, no, I don't want either of those guys. Give me the generational talent at wide receiver or a guy who's potentially going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame left tackle. Well, yeah, I would say a 12-year starter. Yeah. Um, That's it. One of those, like, that. that is so much more desirable to me that because I think Marvin Harrison Jr., you can't miss, right? Like, there is a probability that both Caleb Williams and Drake may will not be good, right? Trevor Lawrence has been in the league for three years now, and we still don't really know if he's good or not coming out of, Oh, what, what division was he in in college? Oh, the ACC, huh? Oh, but he won a national title. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Coming out of the ACC, he was dubbed the next Peyton Manning. Trevor Lawrence was the, remember we, he was the Super Bowl 54 MVP and yeah, all the, he was, the he was anointed he quarterback was, ever. Yeah. He was anointed the greatest quarterback of all time. It's weird before. though. The best quarterback ever only, he didn't win a Heisman. He only won one national championship. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, a, you got all these guys, right? And it's like, I don't want a quarterback from the ACC. I don't particularly want a quarterback from the PAC 12 who can't be good teams. And Jaden Daniels, who actually plays for a legit football team in a legit football conference up until four weeks ago was projected in the second round. So don't give me that guy at number three overall, because in October you were like, Oh, you draft him in the second round. He'll be there in the second round. Now, all of a sudden you're going to take him third overall. What's changed, right? Like what has changed in the last six weeks that a guy forever has been a second round talent, a second round quarterback. You're just going to take him third overall. Cause you want, you want a quarterback. Oh, dude. dude, he won the Heisman. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's wild. It blows my mind that these fucking idiots are just like, Oh no, you have to draft a quarterback. Well, you're going to get a great quarterback. You don't know that, you know, for a fact that Marvin Harrison jr. Will be an absolute stud. There is no question that he will I don't not think he's be, gonna good. be at three. And that's uh, he probably won't be. I don't think well, he's going to be there. I don't know. He might be. It depends. It all depends on Chicago. Chicago has the ability to take him number one and keep fields. Or if they move on from fields, they're going to take Caleb Williams. Um, and then so Drake, right now I'll take Justin Fields over either of those guys. Absolutely. I would take Justin Fields over both of them. And he has his flaws, but yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's it's again, we're but this is the problem is like we're not draft people, right? right. So it's like right. I can't tell you if Caleb Williams is gonna be good because he was pretty good as a freshman at Oklahoma. Yeah. 
and it's as a freshman taking over for Spencer Rattler with a team that was probably closer to like NFL caliber. Cause if you think about like the quarterbacks that have come out lately, um, Herbert was an aberration because he's an Oregon quarterback there. Yeah, terrible. he's he's the only one ever that's been good. <laughs> but he was but he was good all four years. Like that's right. the difference. Right. Um remember, I don't know if you remember when like we talked two, about had that a great draft, team. When we talked uh, about that draft with Justin Herbert, when he went six overall, <clears> I I I remember this. I mentioned that the year prior or a year or two prior, whatever it was, they said if he went out, he was potentially going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. And then Barrow went on that tear. But yeah. Yeah. 2020 was, uh, oh no, 2020 was Barrow. He won in 2019. He won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. So it went Barrow to uh, Herbert. Yeah. But, but anyway, the year before like, there was talk, Barrow, like if Herbert went early. Oh, yeah. He, he would have been, been number one because it would have been Kyle Amari. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, like he might be good. I, I don't know. This is the thing I don't know. Like it, it's will like I can't tell you will Caleb Williams be good. What I can tell you though is if you take Caleb Williams and put him on a team with no offensive line and right. no skill at wide receiver and no tight ends, he's not gonna be good. Period. Right. Done. Look at Bryce Young. It. Bryce Young has no offensive yeah. line and no wide receivers. Go Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Yeah. And he had some things. Not right. a lot, but he had right. some. Right. And everyone thought he sucked. And then he moved on to these other teams and did really well. He's, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's not a number one overall draft pick, but you know, what if Drake May ends up being Derek Carr? Right? Or, yeah, for third overall, no way. Like, no thanks. I don't want him. I don't care. Give me the future Hall of Fame wide receiver or the future Hall of Fame left tackle. I'm all in on the tackle. Yeah. But if Harrison slips, you need to look at him. No, you have to take him. If Marvin, if Marvin Harrison is there at number three, you have to take him. That's fine. But he he will never be what he is supposed to be if he comes to this New England Patriots team. Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on scheme and and staff. Yeah, they need to I find mean, fucking. Don't they forget, to... once a, once upon a time, uh, was it was it Billy O that had Randy Moss, and he set the he set the fucking touchdown record. That was Josh McDaniels. No, that was Josh. Was yeah. Billy O came in the next year? Uh, Billy O would have come in when McDaniels went to Denver. Denver, two thousand nine. Yeah. But that two thousand seven team had receivers. Right. First, they had a hall. They had two. Is Welker in the Hall of Fame? He should be. Uh Maybe. Um, I don't care that he dropped that one ball that one time. That guy was <laughs> fucking unstoppable right. when he played. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, um, one all-time great, one probable Hall of Famer, debatable, fine, maybe. 
uh, Gaffney Stallworth, very right. productive receivers at the time. Right. A first round tight end, a Hall of Fame running back. No. Was Dylan still there in 2007? No, he was out. No. He was 04, 05, 06. He was there for 04. A first round running back. Is that the law firm in 2007? No, Lawrence Maroney. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know what their offensive line was. But, but it was really fucking good. It was probably Matt Light. I'll tell Super you in Bowl a winner. second. It was probably Nick Casher. Also probably Super Bowl winner. Yeah, so across the line, it was Matt Light, Logan Mankins, Dan Copen, Steve Neal, and Nick Kasher. Yeah, that's like a Super Bowl winning offensive line. Yeah, that coached, is insane. Coached by right. the best offensive line coach ever. Right. So, Randy Moss, yes. What he did was fucking incredible that year. Yeah. Randy Moss does not do that on last year's Patriots. No. So, I mean, look at what you, ha- look at what Moss what happened to Moss on the Raiders. So that and that like if you're gonna if you're gonna take Marvin Harrison Jr. and you want him to be Marvin Harrison Jr., which would be great, you better have a fucking plan. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and there's I think, a lot of pieces that need to work out for that plan to work. I think I think it's a a legitimate possibility. If he's there, you take Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, and then you draft your tackle in the second round. You know what? Wide receiver, tackle, and then you sign a veteran quarterback, right? Whether that's Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew or Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care. I I don't care. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he was on this team, he'd be the best quarterback on the team. Go get Jameis. Yeah, go get Jameis. I don't think he's going to leave New Orleans. I think he loves it there too much. He stayed there to be the backup. He signed like there are so many teams that would have given him a uh, a deal because I heard that he a- he absolutely loves New Orleans. Which how can you not? It's yeah. the best place ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is fucking phenomenal though. Plus, he's from, dude. He's from Alabama. He went to school in Florida. Like he ain't yeah. coming up north. No. Fuck that. No. Plus, he's like older now. Like, why the fuck would he do that? Yeah, I don't even want to live up here. <laughs> um, you want to know the what actually? So this is actually the correct strategy. It is the least sexy, least exciting one. Yeah, you take Joe Walt third nope. overall. Even less exciting. You trade. You move back to like seven. Yeah, that honestly, if. If they do it right, I don't think that's a bad idea. If Marvin Harrison Jr. goes first or second, and then obviously one of the quarterbacks is there, I don't want the quarterback. I would be completely fine with the, the, you know, say the Bears keep fields and they take Marvin Harrison Jr. number one overall. Then you have, who has the two? Is it Arizona? No, Arizona no, has Washington. four. Washington. Washington. So then Washington takes Caleb Williams, right? Now Drake May is on the board. I'm I think you can trade to, I don't know what the Raiders have. They might have eight. I think the Raiders have the eighth overall pick. Call up your boy, 
who's over there? Who's who's running the deal? They, got, they both got fired. Oh, Z- oh, Ziegler got fired. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, well, I, re- Mark Davis might not pick up that phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can. I think the Raiders definitely could use a quarterback, right? Like, make the call. They, I would not be mad if they traded back to seven or eight and drafted a tackle and got a first round pick next year on it, like a future first round pick. So here, here's another crackpot theory. You move into that like seven to nine range and you take Malik neighbors. I hope that's his first name. Yeah. Okay. You take neighbors. Yeah. Ideally you get a first next year and like something in the second round this year, which then jumps you back into the first round. You can grab like the sixth best tackle or something. Right. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad move either. Because then you walk out with both. Right. You get a tackle and the wide receiver. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I'm not blown away with this quarterback draft. No, I got no use for it. Although if Penix is around in the second round... Yeah, take a flyer. And, take I'd take and, a second round pick on Penix. Because he throws the best ball that I've seen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. In college. Yeah. But he's older, he's hurt, he's right. Whatever. Right. Lefty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also good with Bo Nix, who's been in fucking college for eight years. He's mm-hmm. Van Wilder. But I like, wasn't he at Alabama in like 2012? <laughs> like, oh no sorry Auburn. Play, he was at auburn i want to say that he's played three or four years at auburn in two years at oregon yeah but so i mean my thing that i said like the like my rant or whatever is kind of like i'm all set with people and their moronic takes right like like the whoever that guy was, I don't even remember his name, about like, don't draft a tackle third overall. No, you're a moron. Like, you take the 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 bona fide player. Otherwise, you end up with the Deion Jordan, Blake Bortles, right? Blake Bortles was the third, wasn't that three third. three quarterbacks in a row that year? Was it didn't it no, go like couldn't have been? I think Clowney Blake- went number one that year. Let's see, Blake Bortles was drafted in the 2014 draft. I bet Clowney was your first overall. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it was. So it was Clowney, Greg Robinson, Blake Bortles. Gross. I think Manziel went in that draft. Late. Yeah, Johnny Manziel went 22nd. Yeah, that was a really bad quarterback year. Teddy Bridgewater went 32nd. Teddy Bridgewater was the best quarterback in the first round, and he went 32nd. Uh, Derek Carr went in the second round that year. So that's my point, right? Like in that in 2014, you had Johnny Manziel at 22nd overall and Blake Bortles third overall. But then with the 32nd pick, you had Teddy Bridgewater, who was better than both of them, and then Derek Carr who's probably the best quarterback in the draft went in the second round. The other thing too, is like going back to the original tweet where someone's like, well, the 
the Browns tried this with Joe Thomas. Mm-hmm. Well, if I remember correctly, which I do, the Detroit Lions selected Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, yes. Mike Williams, and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. All in the first round. All from the years 2002 to 2007. That much I know. And how did that work out for the Detroit Lions? Yeah. So even if Marvin Harrison is Calvin Johnson. Right. How did that work out for the Detroit Lions? Yeah. And two years later, they grabbed Matt Stafford. So they had the receiver. They had the quarterback. And they were still the fucking Detroit Lions. Right. This game's won in the fucking trenches. Figure yeah. it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, so needless to say, I think I will uh, probably not be listening to any sports radio until fucking April. Whenever the draft is, it's like April 15th, I will not be listening to sports talk radio until I April listening, 16th. I stopped listening four years ago. Because they had, they had nothing to talk. It was, dude, it was the Cam Newton Pagers. They had nothing to talk about. Yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing redeeming to talk about with that team. Yeah. It's gotten worse. Yeah. So. I just uh, I'm gonna have to change my Twitter algorithm. I'm gonna have to go to only the following, and not the uh, not like use. the explore one. That's all I use. Because I'm I'm all set with fucking stupid Patriots takes. Um, let's see here. Uh, talking about um, stupid takes and Massachusetts. <laughs> um, this I saw this the other day. This is pretty interesting. So. The Massachusetts state tax revenue hole widened in December. So we fell oh, have, more into notes, debt. I have notes on this. Oh, okay, great. Great. Do you want me to run through the quick uh, cliff notes for the for the and fans? I'll, like, I'll, I'll stop you if I need to add to it. Okay. So um I'll just this is from NBC Boston, right? Channel 10, solid uh, you know, whatever channel, local guys. So it starts out here, state officials collected less in taxes than they expected for the sixth straight month in December, <laughs> pulling the Over year- six. Over yeah. six in fiscal year 24. Yep, yep. So putting the year-to-date haul three quarters of a billion dollars below projections as budget writers face a growing thicket of challenges. That's your opening sentence of this article. <laughs> Uh, the Department of Revenue announced Thursday that it brought in three, I'm going to round up, $3.78 billion in December, which is not only $138 million, or 3.5% below the monthly benchmark estimate, but also $82 million, or 2.1% less, than what the state collected in December of 2022. So... There's a lot of numbers, a lot of stuff going on there. The the straightforward is they collected, we'll call it 3.8. We'll make the number even smaller. They included three decimal places, which is dumb. So $3.8 billion in December, which is not only 3.5% lower than what they, they planned for, but it's 2.1% lower than what they collected in the same month last year. 
Um, halfway through fiscal year 2024, the state has now brought in $796 million, or 4.1% less than the projections used to craft an annual budget featuring steep spending increases. Tax revenue has increased a hair compared to the same point one year ago, up 60 million, uh, 0.3%, but the limited revenue growth is not lined up with expectations or Beacon Hill's appetite for spending. So it goes on and on. It says, you know, budget experts are now 0 for 6 predicting monthly tax revenues. Um, Governor Maura Healey told the news uh, that she was not considering unilateral budget cuts known as 9C cuts because of the section of the law that gives the governor that authority. Uh, at the time, the actual state revenues had come in a cumulative 4.3% less than the estimates used to craft the uh, record $56 billion annual budget for fiscal year 2024. So the largest annual budget projection in Massachusetts history at $56 billion dollars and we are not collecting enough money to cover that budget. Uh, the, the article goes on at way more. Like, I'm yeah. not going to read the whole thing. So the nice thing, too, is they have to submit the 2025 budget. In yeah, I saw that. One, one week from today. Yes. Now we're recording a little early, but uh, the 15th, 15th of January. Yeah. The 2025 budget needs to be in. Guaranteed they ask for more money or they plan to spend more money. Oh, yeah. So I did keep or I wrote down a couple notes for a little bit more in-depth stuff. Now, withheld income tax, so tax just income tax revenue like normal is actually up. Not by much, but it's up $60 million this year. Right. Where this is coming from is what they consider all other tax, which fluctuates. It's mostly estate taxes. Like you can't really plan for that. Right. Uh, sales and use tax. One would surmise that people are spending less money in the state. Right. Okay. Corporate and business tax. That's less. So you either have less businesses paying taxes in the state or you have businesses making less money, thus owing less in tax. Right. Now, if you think about that, both of those two would imply that people are spending less money in the state or people are spending the same amount of money, but there's less people in the state. Right. This also coincides with some news that Massachusetts. I don't know how many people have left. Massachusetts is one of the highest, um, has one of the highest numbers in the country of people that are leaving the state. Yep. It's, I think California is number one, New York is number two. Um, I forget what number three is, but I think Massachusetts was like number four or five on the list of um, states that where people are moving out of. Now, I don't know what it says that tax revenues up the tax rate didn't go up so i guess you have the same amount of people working in the state but maybe not enough people living i, I don't know so i don't know how that yeah. like i don't know how that all works but i do know that the businesses so it was business corporate business uh sales and use those were the two big ones and then also 
non-withheld income tax. So you can probably figure that one out. What non-withheld income taxes is the people who pay estimates. I pay estimates because I'm not technically like a W-2 employee at right. work. Now, I'm not sure what other types of people are subject to non-withheld income tax, but that's business owners. Now, because of my tax structure, my business does not um, pay corporate or business taxes. We pay estimates because it's a past serenity and that's like legal code, whatever. So the non-withheld income tax comes down to business again. It, it, in most cases, I assume. Now, I'm, right. no, I'm no CPA, so I couldn't tell you all the types of non-withheld income tax. It's got to be mostly business owners, which would imply that they're either not making as much money or they're whatever. So the estimates are lower and there were increases in refunds that they weren't accounting for. And all of this, this is the cherry on top. All of this is after a calendar year or a fiscal year where they collected too much money. They had to yeah. give it back to us. Yeah. They collected so much that they had to give it back and now they can't fucking figure it out. Yeah. And never mind. We also have a new gambling tax and a relatively new marijuana tax, right? Like weed's been only been legal for probably like three years to collect us off sales tax and gambling was just put in last year. Yep. So they have all of this revenue or new revenue streams and they still can't fucking make, figure it out. Yeah. It's because the old revenue streams aren't working. Yeah. Yeah, so because you would figure corporate business taxes, those are all new entities. Well, it should increase. Right. Well, not if the other companies are leaving or or not if other companies are leaving. Same with sales and use. It's like, well, sales and use should go up because of gambling and weed. All right, well, it's lower. Right. People aren't spending enough, people aren't spending as much money in the state. Yeah. And again, whether that's well, I think some of that is is because people, people are moving it. out. Yeah, yeah, they're leaving. So I just I saw this it. thing. It's it's over three years, but since COVID, um, a hundred Massachusetts has lost their population. Total population has declined. A hundred and over a hundred and ten thousand people have left the state in the last three years, and in twenty twenty three alone, um. I just saw the number, but they listed it as households. It's um, like 15 and a half thousand households were, were vacated in Massachusetts last year. They were number five. I found the list. So California was number one, then New York, then it was Illinois, Pennsylvania, and then Massachusetts. So almost 16,000 households were vacated 
in Massachusetts in 2023 alone and over 110,000 people since COVID. Pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, but can't make the budget work. After projecting, the again, the largest budget ever in history. And missing it by 4% so far? Yeah. Not great. Yeah, not ideal. Not, not great. Not ideal. Maybe they should maybe they should cut some fucking jobs. Right. I mean, oh, obviously no, 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 you they're... never you never want to wish for people to lose their jobs, but also at the same time, like fuck the government, right? Like you do you do you really need a fucking uh uh a DEI czar in the government? No, you don't. You don't. Right. So is it actually interesting? I, I sent it to our Twitter group. Um earlier this morning that I think it was BlackRock just announced massive layoffs. And I think it was like 60% of the layoffs were in their ESG department. So for anyone that doesn't know, that's your envi that environmental and social governance. So that's your like DEI stuff, right? Like that's your like social score basically, right? So the department of BlackRock that has to do with like a social score or like, you know, how are you doing diversity wise? They're laying off like 60% of that department. You know why? Because those, those departments don't generate any revenue. Correct. And also- so long you can have bullshit positions that don't generate revenue. And also I think the tide is starting to turn on that whole um, thing, right? Like it, it happens all the time, right? Like it, you go back and forth and you do the thing and everyone's like, oh, the pendulum swings one way and the other. But also people just get sick of the bullshit, right? Like go, if you go back before, this is pre-pandemic, right? You go back to the Me Too stuff back in 2015, right? Like when it first started, everyone was like, all right, cool. This is good, right? Like we need to protect women, you know, fuck all these people that would abuse women and use their power to do like gross, disgusting things. Like Harvey Weinstein was a fucking douchebag. Like he's a real piece of shit. Like all these people, right? Keep your train of, keep your train of thought. But did he, did, did someone tell me he did not do those things? Uh, did I, you hear that? No, I I'll have not heard that. Um, he for sure did all those things. Okay. Um, he, he was in jail because of it. <laughs> um, but so anyway, um, then, right? So everyone's like, yeah, 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 this is cool. Like, this is a good movement, like me too, all this stuff. Then they went after Louis C.K. for jerking off in front of people. And some people were like, you know, yeah, that's not cool. But like, do we need to cancel on whatever? And then the movement was like, no, we're doing it. We, we got power. Yeah, this is what we're doing. And then they went after Aziz Ansari, right? And I'm using like individual people, but there were plenty more. I'm just using the big ones that made, you know, that made a big impact. And then once it got to Aziz Ansari, which was like basically just an awkward date, that's when people were like, all right, enough is enough. Like, 
you still had the zealots that were like, yeah, like women power, like we're going to fucking march and wear pussy hats and do all this stuff and down with men and all that stuff. You're going to, you're going to have all that, but all the people like in the middle that were supporting were like, yeah, we're done with this. We're done. You took it too far. You ruined it. Right. It's like, it's like you, you ruined, you ruined the joke, right? It's like when you have someone, that one unfunny person that takes a joke and just brings it too far and you're like, now it's not funny anymore. Like, you know, they took the Me Too movement too far and like, all right, now you're not, it's it's not what it used to be. And then that, that's, I think what's going on right now. I mean, it is, we saw what happened to Bud Light and Target, right? With the whole like, you know, the transgender LGBTQA plus whatever. And it's like, yeah, I will for sure support them. And if you want me to, whatever you want me to call you, I'll call you. But then they started pushing it too far. Right. Then they they're forcing people to like use pronouns. And if you misgender me, you're a bigot. And, you know, if if you don't let me, you know, uh, bring your kid to a drag show, you're a bigot. You just hate people. And it's like, no, I don't need a three year old to go to a a drag show. I like they're so it gets to the point where like the reasonable people step in and like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Right. And I think that's where we are. And I think obviously BlackRock has started to realize that or pick up on that trend uh, and be like, oh yeah, that ESG department that we have, yeah, we got to make some cuts. So we're going to cut 60% of that department, right? Like they can save face by saying, well, we still have it, but we just, you know, tough times. You know, we had to lay someone off. And to your point, they don't generate revenue. So they're the ones to go. Yeah, they don't make money or save money, so you're out. Right, right. All they do is give fucking social scores to businesses across the country. Like, that's literally what it is. Like, what's your ESG score? And then depending on your ESG score de determines, you know, how much money you'll get from BlackRock or or how much money they'll be able to manage for you or things like that. It's all It's all tied to this environmental social governance bullshit which again i think we're getting closer to the uh, yeah you took it too far we're done with this right like that's that's what it takes it takes the reasonable people to step up and be reasonable and just walk away and then eventually it goes away until inevitably the next thing right because i just named three things like between me too and um the ESG thing and the, and the LGBT, you know, a plus trans thing, right? Like that's three things I just named off the top of my head. So there's going to be something next, right? That people are going to take and they're going to take it too far because there always is, but you know, it's just one of those things that it's kind of nice to see that we're potentially moving away from the lunacy there. Right. And if you want to, be a glass half empty kind of guy. It's well, what's the next thing there's going to be the lunacy about? So we'll see, I suppose. But first, I can't wait for the next thing. <laughs> like, I have no idea what it could even potentially be, right? I mean, well, something that's political. Part. That's why I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be something fucking dumb, too, as it always is. But. Uh, shit. What else do we got here? Anything, uh, anything else? Or you want to, uh, wrap this up? 
Do you want to talk about the Jonathan Major stuff? I mean, we kind of did a little bit. But do you want to? Oh, um, I mean, I really have a whole lot. Um, yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, long story short, he was convicted of. I don't know that I'm just going to say he was convicted of some of his charges because I don't know which ones he was convicted of and which ones he wasn't. And um, they're all sexual assault. So, yeah, in some some way, shape or form, which. Obviously, that's that's shitty, like. Like, you're a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. That's not why I put him on there because I don't really. Like you suck, but our friends at Marvel, yeah, they fired him. He's yep. out. Yep, he's gone. So now their options are to either recast Kang, which I think they kind should of, do. I think they should. I think they should as well. Actually, uh, I think was it Black Twitter, the first roadie, um, that yeah, got they replaced. Did. Yeah, they they've they changed roadie. And they never even batted an eye at it. Yeah. They want him back. Terrence Howard? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do him a solid. Yeah. <laughs> Do him a solid. Bring him back as yeah, Kang. Because you cut him out. Make him Kang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was Kang in anything. Or like why they said that. I don't know. But again, because I don't know all of the Marvel stuff. They recast too- um, Cassie Lang. Um, what's Paul Rudd's daughter? Yeah. Man. man? Oh. They recasted her. I mean, yeah, again, it like this is the thing. They have the multiverse. You can do whatever you want. Right. Like Yeah, it's a built-in excuse to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's it's like except instead of you're doing the opposite of landfill. Yeah. Instead of killing landfill and replacing with the same person, you're taking you're replacing the same character with a different person. Yeah. Yeah. So you could keep it or <laughs> Dr. Doom could be in the fold. Yeah. I mean, I think we've said it before, like Dr. Doom is number one villain as rated by God knows what and yeah. nowhere to be found. Yeah, he was in that one shitty Fantastic Four movie played by um, Chris Evans. Uh, what was the guy's name? I don't know. I don't know. Who Julian. It's Julian something. He was uh, he was Cole and Charmed. He was like the demon that became friends with the girls in Charmed, the sisters. Uh, and then he, I think he was also in Nip Tuck. I never watched that show, but I know it was popular. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, all I was looking at with that was I want I, I Julian McMahon. That's his name, Julian McMahon. I- I am curious as to what they'll do. Like you just finally set up yeah. a villain. We're here. We know there's other variants of him. Yeah. They could look like anything. Yeah. I really hope that they go down the road and just recast. Yeah. Because we're going to pivot too, again. We're too far in. That like, I, that I mean, this could be my my Netflix and everything is cyclical moment, but if they pivot this far in, this could be the death of Marvel. 
Yeah, I think like it could be the nail in the coffin because people I know we we were early shit talking right. Marvel saying that it wasn't good that it was going to we've been we've been calling for Marvel's demise for a long time and now it's finally happening. But mm, maybe. But yeah, well people are are souring, right? They're souring on well, Marvel. And yes, and the TV series change, have been canceled and yeah. they they committed to doing less, which I agree with cuz I fell asleep watching Secret Invasion. Yeah. So but fucking if, if they change this now, like if they re if they don't recast Kang and they take it in a different direction this far in, now that he's been so involved, this could be the nail in the coffin. The only way I could see you doing it is you almost so I'm not exactly sure how you do it. You you need to like Opening scene is Dr. Doom like, I'm here and I'm fucking taking over. Like, he kills the Kangs or I don't know how you kill a fucking variant. Work with me here, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's the opening scene. It's like him slitting the guy's fucking throat, which I don't know how fucking Dr. Doom kills anybody, but it's whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so this movie, we fucking know what we're getting. Like, this guy's a badass. Right. And you probably then need to move to like, okay, a little bit of intro here, blah, blah, blah. And then you almost need like the fucking Joker's entrance in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Like something that's going to stick. And I don't know if it's fucking, I don't know who's up next for a movie, but um, Actually, I literally don't know who's up for a movie. So I don't even know what would make any damn sense. <laughs> let, let me just make shit up then. Uh, let's say we're getting the second Shang-Chi, right? Yeah. And, you know, we have the opening scene. Doctor Doom takes out Kang. Now, this doesn't make any fucking sense, but that's fine. And we see that. And you come back and, you know, reintroduce um, Aquafina and Sean. I don't remember their character name. Well, obviously Shang-Chi, but um, I don't remember her name. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. It's Simu Lu, I think is his name. No, like Aquafina is like character name. But anyway. Oh, oh, I thought you were looking for Shang-Chi's real name. Um Sean? <laughs> you changed your name from Shang to Sean. <laughs> and actually there's a, a commercial for Echo showing up right now. That could be good. Yeah, that comes out tomorrow. That could be good. We'll see. Yeah. He's not Dr. Doom, but he could do something. Anyway, um, you know, reintroduce them, blah, blah, blah. And then flash the Wong, and then all of a sudden Doom shows up, kills Wong, like done. Right. And it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like this dude's here and he is fucking like it's yeah. go time. So they've done it. I just looked up um famous actors that have been recast in movies. They've done it quite a bit, and things have gone off basically without a hitch. Um they recast Rachel Dawes. In Batman, yeah. it went yes. from Katie Maggie Holmes Gyllenhaal. to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Fucking downgrade. No there. one, 
Yeah, I know, right? She was not a good no actress at all. But no one batted an eye. They were like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, we're just moving on. Uh, the next on this list is War Machine with Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. um, then I didn't know this, but apparently Emperor Palpatine was recast. Oh, yeah, but that's some fucking old guy. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know that, but they did that. Um, the female and the mummy, they recasted her for one of the sequels that I don't count that one as much because they did like seven fucking sequels. Um, this says this one of the sisters from Halloween town. I don't know. And I don't think I've ever seen the second Halloween town, but then in Marvel, the Hulk. Yep. They recasted the Hulk three times in like six years. They went from Eric Bana to Ed Norton to Mark Ruffalo. And just like pretended like it was no big deal, right? Like it's, oh yeah, we're moving on. Um, Another massive franchise was Twilight. Uh, They recast Victoria, who was the redheaded chick from there. Um, Harry Potter did it very unfamously with, um, or infamously, I guess you would say, with Johnny Depp. Uh, When Johnny Depp was going through his whole thing with Amber Heard, uh, Warner Brothers fired him. And they recast him with Mads Mikkelsen for um, Grindelwald, and it ended yeah, so up. This is... It ended up that one actually ended up killing the franchise because. But that was a misstep on Warner Brothers' part because they didn't wait for the trial to end. Because by the end of the trial, Johnny Depp was exonerated. He he looked like the 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 good one coming out of it. And he actually got his job back with Disney um, to do Pirates of the Caribbean because he got fired from everything. And then Disney brought him back for another Pirates. And it was already too late for Warner Brothers to do anything about uh, Harry Potter. And I think fans were so mad about that that they just didn't go see the movie and the movie flopped. And now I don't think they're going to do any more Fantastic Beasts. Uh, because of it. So Warner Brothers shot themselves in the foot there on that one. But this is a good one that I didn't, I forgot about was Sabretooth in X-Men. Um, They had some random dude. It says in the original film, it was Tyler Maine. But when they did the X, the Wolverine origin, it was Liev Schreiber. So they just recast that. I guess um, you don't think this will be all that hard to recast Kang. Yeah. Jack Ryan in Patriot Games. I never saw that any of those movies, but it was Harrison Ford. Um, Clarice. I didn't know they recast Clarice and Hannibal. I have, have probably haven't seen that movie in fucking 25 years. Uh, and then again, Harry Potter did it. Um, I guess more famously, but out of necessity when Dumbledore died. The guy, the guy that played Dumbledore in the first two movies died, so they recast him for three through seven. So, like, it's been done. You could just recast. Like, it's fine. And it's not like they're going to make the mistake that Warner Brothers did because Jonathan Majors was guilty. Yeah, he's, he's guilty. He's, yeah, he's he's a confirmed a, a piece of shit, right? It's not Johnny Depp. So. Yeah. I say just recast them. What is next? Now that's like all I can think about. Oh, I'm going to look it up fast. Yeah. See if you can beat me. 
I'm gonna look it up too. The Marvel timeline release release schedule MCU schedule Echo January 9th Madam Web is next in February. Oh, oh God. Dude. Is that going to be a movie? Yeah, it is. Hold on. I don't think that's going to be very good. Deadpool's next. Oh, yeah, Deadpool 3. And then Captain America. Yeah, Deadpool 3 in July. Craven the Hunter in October. That one could be pretty good. Is that a movie or a show? Um, it says exclusively in movie theaters, so I think it's a movie. Oh. Russell Crowe is in that. <laughs> making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. <laughs> um, Agatha the Darkhold Diaries. I think that one could be pretty good. I think that's going to be a show. Yeah, that is a show. But I mean, I thought I thought Catherine Hahn did pretty good in WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, I would like to have... Well, I guess she came back in multiverse, but I wish that like amounted to something. I don't know. I just wish it all amounted to something. Like, oh, give me dare, something li linear. Daredevil. I Daredevil comes out January of 2025. That might be a show, though. Um, yeah, potentially. It doesn't say. But. Yeah, Captain America Brave New World is a movie, I think. I think there's that's, only two movies coming out next year. Or there's only two that's, movies that's scheduled 25. next year. Yeah. So, wait, you saw that for twenty five? Yeah, maybe my maybe my uh, maybe my source wasn't very good. I'm get yeah, I got this from mcuschedule.com. I used Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, big surprise! They're doing another Fantastic Four in twenty twenty five. This will be the third iteration in the last like fifteen years. Hey, it took three for Spider Man to be good, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Toby was good. What? You didn't think Tobey Maguire was good as Spider-Man? No. He gets a lot of flack because Spider-Man 3 was so bad. But I think his first one was pretty good. I bet if we went back and watched, it wouldn't hold up. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. But I think I, I remember the first one being good. But I mean, the side, they got progressively worse. The second one was not as good, and the third one was just terrible. Which is too bad because you had Venom. Yeah. They botched Venom in that that movie. He just was, he became emo. Like he was emo Toby, Toby McGuire. It was just dumb. Because yeah, he wasn't actually Venom. He just had like a black suit on. It was weird. It was dumb. Third, Toby's third. Like, movie he just looked dumb. like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just that was just a bad. Which movie. that was also a weird time in like society too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 
Spider-Man three, the black parade. Yeah. <laughs> weird, weird thing. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to wrap this bitch up? We can wrap this up. Uh, right. I'm going to save the one that I've got on the sheet. So <clears throat> my week last week, not even remotely stressful. So Tuesday, I discover half the HVAC isn't working. So that's one unit. The other unit works. So whatever, we're fine. Just not shit I want to deal with. Anyway. Right. right. Wednesday, 7.50 at night. Group ends at 8.15. I like to promptly leave at about 8.16. 7.50. One of the kids comes up to me and goes, hey, dude, there's like a massive clog in one of the toilets. Great. Sick. So go in there. Correct. And it's not just someone flushed some paper towels that they weren't supposed to flush. It's fucking clogged. So 7.50 at night, using the plunger. And I'm like, this thing ain't plunging. And frankly, <laughs> I'm like, if the plunger doesn't plunge, what actually am I supposed to do about this? Right, right. So sitting there. And I'm like, well, Tom's coming in, in the morning. Tom's a plumber. So that morning he comes in, he goes, yep, that thing's uh, clogged up pretty good. He goes, I can't plunge that. I go, although I'm not thrilled about this situation, I go, I am happy that it's not me yeah, that yeah. couldn't <laughs> use the plunger. Because I was getting concerned for a second. Right. It's the damage. He goes, I'm going to have to run to the shop and get a snake. Like, all right. So <laughs> he runs down, gets a snake. Now, Tom's also 80 years old. So <laughs> as bad as I feel, he was going to get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, all right, I'm going to need to get a longer snake. I'm like, fuck. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck happened in here? Yeah. So he goes, I'm like, I'll just, he goes, it flushes, but I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, so piss only? He goes, yeah, probably. He goes, I wouldn't flush anything down that thing. Okay, no problem. I go, I'm here tomorrow, like starting at 545. So like whatever if you want to come back he goes yeah i just gotta go to the shop get a longer one so i don't know what time it was on friday no so that was the rest of thursday yeah i just closed the bathroom off like close it off uh i did go in there and kind of clean up fine like it's what you think it is but like fine. yeah yeah so friday I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm not going to like bother Tom, but like, when the fuck is he coming? Because he shows yeah. up at the gym for to train for six o'clock at fucking three forty five. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So then he comes in 10, 11. He's got a snake and a plunger. He goes, You can have these. <laughs> I go, Thanks, Tom. I go, Is that bathroom all good? He goes, Yeah, I think so. Why? <laughs> I go, 
I thought yesterday you said you needed to come back with a longer snake. <laughs> I go, I've been flushing it, but I haven't flushed anything down it. He goes, oh, if you've been flushing it, it's probably okay. Let's go throw some shit down there. <laughs> hey, so we throw some paper towel or toilet paper down. It goes. He goes, you ever use one of these things? I go, no. I go, I have a drum snake that I use for drains around here, but not the toilet one. Right. Pretty straightforward. Same technology. Yeah. So he throws it down there. He's like, yeah, pretty easy. Pretty straightforward. I go, yeah. He goes, you can keep that. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So we're good. Um. So whatever. I settle that with him. Now we have materials that we need. So hopefully hopefully i never have to use it but right right who fucking knows yeah so that afternoon i have the group and the kid who discovered the clog was there so i'm like oh hey we i go took care of the clog two-day process he goes yeah that looked kind of nasty when i went in there i'm like every bit of it <laughs> like it's nastier than i even thought <laughs> I go, guy, he goes, what'd you do? I go, well, I asked a plumber. He had to go get a snake, whatever. Another kid in the group, 13 years old, stops, goes, might have a stupid question. I go, might have a stupid answer. <laughs> he goes, he didn't go and get like a real snake, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they make uh there's a special kind of snake that you go for yeah the it's a shit-eating python yeah it just it just goes down toilets yeah yeah actually so he came back with a uh shit-eating python it's and an a tampon eating snake. rattler yeah <laughs> and he tried the shit-eating python and that one didn't come back full so we knew it wasn't that. So we put the tampon eating rattler down there <laughs> and that thing came back with a big fucking knob in its neck. So then we knew we were clear. Yeah. <laughs> I look right back at it. I go, Brady, that was not a good question, dude. <laughs> I was just thinking, he goes, I didn't think it would make any sense. I go, here's, here's a lesson. If you think it is doesn't make any sense, just let it go, dude. Yeah, it probably doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. Um Yeah, that's solid. So I'm I'm also gonna save my other final thought. Um I was hoping Jones was gonna be on tonight, but with the uh the quick schedule change, he he's unable to make it. So I'm gonna try and save this other thought from when Jones is on. Uh, so I'm going to pivot. And um, one of the stories that I read on Roka today, and shout out to those guys. If you haven't signed up for them by now, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I think I talk about them every episode. Um, but they said that uh, The Telegraph, which is a UK-based uh, publication. Uh, so The Telegraph found that the rate of lab accidents involving biological agents has increased 50% since before the pandemic. So from January 2010 to December 2019, there were around 28 lab accidents per year. Since January of 2020, there have been around 42 annually. So again, basically doubled. Um, incidents 
like quotes, incidents are defined as a lab worker potentially dropping plates of bacteria responsible for tuberculosis or a worker pricking themselves with a needle used to infect mice with things like their lab accidents, right? It's a, it's a potential uh, exposure to some sort of thing, right? So I thought it was interesting that I'm reading it and it's classic, like one staring you right in the face. 28 lab incidents for a year from 20, what, what did I say? 2010 to 2019. And since 2020, there's been 42. No way. All that is, is now they're actually getting reported because people got so fucking scared of what happened with COVID. They were like, oh, I have to report this incident. Like I can't be the one dickhead that causes a global pandemic because I didn't report that I dropped the fucking Petri dish in the lab, right? Like, like that's that's what it is. Like, there hasn't been actually a 50% increase of lab accidents. It's just people are now going to report them, or they weren't reporting them before. Like, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's just how reporting works. Yeah, like, people are more sensitive now because we just spent like I said, the last, the, the better part of the last three years dealing with a stupid virus that isn't even that bad. If someone dies on a construction site, what do you think is immediately going to happen with safety reports for oh, the yeah. next 24 yeah. months? Yeah, there's going to be a ridiculous amount of safety Crazy. reports. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because no one's going to want to fuck up just right. by like not following procedure. Right. Right. Like, think about like, I don't know, you, you fucking step on a nail, but you got lucky and it went through your boot and it didn't touch any of your toes. Like it went right in between your big toe and your first toe. Are you going to report that? No. But like if someone just died in the construction site, you're probably like, yeah, I, I got to report that. I got to report. You know what I mean? Like people are just more cognizant of reporting things when there's a, a, a bad accident. So I think I just thought that was hilarious when I saw that. And I was like, they're, they haven't, there hasn't been more. There's been the same amount the whole time. People are actually just admitting to it now. Uh, it's all biological warfare. They're having more accidents yeah. on yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I was talking of like, you know, one of the one of the women that I work with, we were at a pharmaceutical company in Cambridge. And we we're just talking and like somehow like the whole like COVID thing came up and all that stuff. Like we were joking about it or whatever. Cause we go in and out of these labs. Oh, we were talking about, cause like there's um, warnings on the doors that tell you like what's in each lab. And like, some of them are like, you know, uh, fucking tuberculosis or like, you know, RSV or influenza virus or whatever, whatever they're doing in the labs at the time. And I made the comment, like, you know, it's funny that, People think there's like this elaborate fucking beginning to COVID and the COVID-19 pandemic and all that stuff. And I go, ever since I've had this job and I'm going in and out of labs all the time, like it's become so obvious to me that it was just a mistake, right? Like some poor bastard at the Wuhan lab had a Petri dish of this COVID-19 strain dropped it. The guy probably thought he cleaned up the area, didn't, stepped on it, took it home, 
And then that's how the pandemic started, right? Like how did that's the all it wet was. market fit into this situation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I go, did he like, buy the bat? Idiots like uh and I said idiots like me, right? And people like us walk in and out of these labs all the time. Right. Like, and we travel and we go all these places. Like, all it takes is like one person who doesn't work in that lab every day to like step on something that didn't get cleaned effectively. And now you're tracking that everywhere. And the the woman actually, her sister is a biologist who works in a lab. And she was like, Yeah, that's the exact reason why, like, my when I talked to my sister, she leaves a a pair of shoes at work. She will only wear one pair of shoes at work and then she changes her shoes when she goes home. And she goes, Those shoes stay there because of all like the whatever, you know bacteria and viruses she works on as a scientist she's like yeah that shit happens all the time <laughs> and it's it's just it's it's just all funny how it's all related and people people always think that there's like some elaborate like nefarious thing going on that when, wet market man yeah yeah <laughs> so that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe up above. Uh, hit the like button down below. Uh, subscribe wherever you are listening. If you're an audio only guy, uh, if you use Apple or Spotify, uh, go and leave us a review. Uh, that helps us mightily. Uh, helps new people find the show. Uh, we can also get people to find the show by you talking about it. So you should all tell one person. If everybody tells one person, will be bigger than Joe Rogan by like fucking March. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just do it. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, uh, and also support all the sponsors in the show. I keep saying I'm, I mean to lead with them with all these episodes, but I, I keep forgetting. Uh, new sponsor, uh, Element at drinkelement.com. Uh, use that that promo code below, uh, and that will get you a free sample pack um, over there. So good stuff. Uh, that, I believe, is going to do it for us. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>